the following are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of the producers and the Six Talk Podcast Network. Also, the following contains mature material and mild language, which may not be suitable for all audiences. Discretion is advised. And here we go on this Friday evening, May the 1st, 2020. This is episode 18 of the Anime Roundtable version 2.0, The Six Talk Era. A quick reminder that we're always up for hearing from both of our listeners. You can contact us old school on email, animeroundtable at gmail.com, and on Twitter and Instagram, at animeroundtable. Of course, our badly out-of-date website is still there, animeroundtable.com, and now we're on Discord. Just enter Anime Roundtable in the search. I'm sure we have like five people that listen to us. Um, I, it was, I was going to say, Mike, what if I'd like to mail a letter? Which P.O. box should, uh, should I send, send that a, to? Send a message first. Send a, send a tweet. Send a tweet. <laughs> Mike Nicholas with you in our Six Points studio in the Toronto West End. Strangely alone tonight for obvious reasons, unless you have lived under a rock the last few months. The others are here, but they're at home, which means that this podcast has finally stepped into the 2010s with its first virtual roundtable via video conference. We're actually doing this on Zoom tonight. And with that said, we're actually hoping to get Zoom bombed before this taping ends because it might be a top five highlight for this podcast's history. James Austin, Kev, uh, Kevin Ng, Mohammed Shamarki, you've heard them already. Say hello again, guys. Oh, gee, thanks. <laughs> Did we cut out already? Did the, the connection cut out already? That was fast. <laughs> no, no, okay, no. So we apologize in advance. We did try a test run and pre-production meeting last night, and we found out that Kevin was a little in and out. So once again, we do apologize in advance in case there are technical issues. They're likely to happen. As mentioned already, this is our very first online episode. But that said, this is maybe our best planned out episode in years. Certainly, uh, certainly our best planned episode, out episode in the version 2 era. That said, here we are, a social distancing roundtable on Zoom. It's finally nice to do an episode via online, but of course the circumstances by which we are doing it is another story. And okay, I know we ended up looking fairly silly last episode back on March 11th in just about every aspect there, especially what's with what's happened in the last few months. So um, first of all, do we, like, I'm acknowledging that we, um, that hindsight's 2020, I think. James, I, I know you want to stay out of what I stay out of saying anything. I, I, I'll just say I wasn't even there. So whatever you guys did, it's on you guys. Uh, looking back, maybe I, we came across as taking it lightly. Entirely possible that we looked like we were taking it lightly. Well, a lot I, of I people did. That's the thing. My excuse is I just took what was considered proper thing to do at the time. What was considered the proper way we should be dealing with it, constantly washing our hands, making sure. Obviously, we had certain information at the time, and it kind of ramped up very quickly and turned into something else entirely. Because remember, it only started in China in December and stuff like that. And then it was like a few months, and then it just kind of like, wham, it hit us no really kidding. in March. 
and and it just like what it was the end of that week and then people were starting to get worried and then Mondays like everything just started closing down right yeah, at March that's break. Sort of how it went. That's sort of how it went. And then you know, here we are now. And here we are now we're in a new as, normal as the as the cliche has been going. So we'll talk uh, at length about how thing obviously we can go on and on about how much the world has changed in this quote unquote new normal. But obviously for the purpose of this show, there's an anime component and let's, we'll talk a little bit more about that over the next little bit. And hopefully now that we're starting to get our stride, at least in this, uh, in the isolation, maybe we can probably churn out a couple more episodes in a rather quicker time. Uh, I mean, maybe it's a little bit of a surprise that it's taken us this long to come up with another episode. March 11th. It's been almost two months since their last regular episode, and then I did that little story um, a couple weeks ago. Do you guys have a re- quick reaction to that to that story? Have you, if, whoever's heard it? Have you? I mean, how many of you guys are, heard, heard the heard the on uh, on my mind? I did. None. No. Oh, I, lis- I listened to it when you put it out, and it's how do I put this? It's it was a very can't express this very well but i just really liked how you know it was very conversational yet there was a tinge of seriousness to it but not too much Mm -hmm. so and i kind of like your i like when you do those uh short form stories so to speak it's just you know it's something a little offbeat something that's not not what we usually do but it's nice Actually, I got a message from Senpai in the last hour because um, I informed him we were going to do the uh, do tape this podcast uh, on video conference. So the first time we tried it online, and he just said, you know, he he's incur- uh, he was glad to hear that. That's what uh, Senpai told me, and um, calls it a. I think I got to use his. Ex- I'm going to use the exact words in his, in his message. Um, experimentation is good, especially now when there is a leveling of the field. He said to me. Senpai's uh, aware that we are taping this this mm. evening. And uh, by all accounts, he's still, um, he's still doing fine. But uh, I thought that was a good time to tell the story, especially since he revealed that he had been um, going through, that he had come down with uh, COVID himself and was just recovering. So I thought it was a timely story. Okay, so enough about that. Uh, senpai, what about each of you guys? How have you spent um, the last... How many weeks has it been now? How many? 40, 40 weeks. Huh? Been over like a month and a half. Month and remember? a half. Yeah, I mean, by my count, it was a little over a month. A little over a month. It was um, like, yeah. I think we've... There was talked- March break, it started. And then after that, it just took off. So it's been mm-hmm. a month and a half. Yeah. I, I didn't work from out, home until I've been 23rd. Working from home. All of you guys are, have been working from home, right? Yeah, I started on the week of the 23rd, so I started later than most people in my company. Mm-hmm. James? Yeah, it all depends on what you're telecommuting, what the abilities are and stuff like that. It's like we started March break and stuff like that for us, but I can tell you it, it was we got there, but ours was, and the big thing for everyone is privacy concerns and getting it right, mm-hmm. and it depends on what your business is, right? And I was on the front line seeing like how you want to see an economy shut down? I saw an economy shut down, and it was uh, not pretty. Yeah, and there were mm. a lot of scared people that first week. We were, and our competitors weren't answering their phones, the big boys. But 
were in the mid-size and probably the smaller ones than us, we were answering phones and trust me, you were hearing a lot. Mm-hmm. But it's it's gotten better. Like I can tell you, I think we're seeing the sunlight. We're seeing more. Like I know people are saying, oh, we're going slow and all this stuff, but I'm seeing some sunlight and stuff like that from what bit. I'm hearing from people across the country that I'm talking to that are clients okay. on the payroll and accounting side. That's a good sign, hopefully. Hopefully. Um, hopefully the benefits and everything will help people out. You know what I mean? It's like we're just trying to keep people I, I employed and get pe- money into people. That's what we told them the first week we said. Okay. You so got I, a refund. We got to get those people refunds. Yeah. I get, I get where that's going. Yeah, Jake, I was going to say, Jake, what do, you, what do you think about the, the, the government's response with all the funding they're giving out? Are there more? What do you think about the government's response with all the funding they're giving out? Well, let's put it this way. Like, we were looking at the first week, and we were just shaking our heads in our office. And it wouldn't have mattered who was in office in the federal government. It would have mattered if it was NDP, liberal, conservative, moose, rhinos, whatever. Greens. They were basically, they were losing their heads, too, and they weren't getting it right. Like, they were making up as they went along. And so when we were explaining to people, we were saying, we have to take it day by day. We have to calm down. We're getting the information the same as you. And we all are in this together. That's mm-hmm. the key thing. That's all right. And it was a long time to get to a lot of the subsidies, especially on the business thing. And the thing, the reason why it was important for the 75% and for the 10% to get those businesses a subsidy for their workers is, we're in the gig economy, remember? And a lot of the workers are contract workers and stuff like that. So if they go off the payroll and stuff like that, they may not come back. And then in some industries, they were already treading water. They may not come back. So it's a, it, it was a little slow, but at least they got there and they got there quicker than some other places and stuff like that. And there were people I know bickering about what people got because remember unemployment, we were, they, Gave a bit more, so it was 55%, but other countries were giving more, and that's how it ended up. They added the CERB and stuff like that, which is the emergency benefit we've all been hearing about and stuff like that. And trying to wrangle all that over weeks has been interesting. From your standpoint. At least we're better now and stuff like that, but now we hear all the other different stories. It's like, oh, it's like this person doesn't qualify, and now they're massaging things but it, it's massaging time to get these things right and fear, fears of that's um, government you know what i mean like fears of double dipping etc um mo you've been working from home as well right yep been here since the 16th oh Wait, since the 16th okay yep. in march i uh i don't know man kind of i don't know what to say <laughs> just <laughs> nothing else to really add I thought you were trying to to help us out with the mental health angle. You know what I was going to say? Because we all need that. We definitely needed that the first few weeks. <laughs> At least the people I was talking to needed that. <laughs> oh, so I, for, for the uninformed, next week is Mental Health Week. It's, uh, and May is Mental Health Month. So we have our big like annual thing next week. So a lot of stress getting that out the door. But um yeah, and like radio interviews, every—it's just so much is happening. This There's is so yeah. This the this uh, this mental health month will be a little different from past ones, right? For obvious reasons. You know, it's it's so funny. Every year we have like a different theme per se. So this year's theme is uh, social connection, and we okay. picked our theme in like January. Uh, the, the 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 phrase is when someone says, "How are you doing?" and you respond with, "I'm fine." What "I'm fine" really means, and the whole 
thinking about it and how we should be more connected and stuff. And then like a pandemic happened. It was like, oh, you know, we, we were on the ball with that theme there, guys. Yeah, fine. Fine is is an initial for something not so flattering. I've I've heard once. I forgot what exactly it would have stood for. Okay, from my standpoint, and I know I'm probably like surprisingly among anyone I've talked to at length, length, whether it's you guys, friends, and family. I'm almost in a minority because interesting. Yeah, I've I've been. I've been um, temporarily laid off from work, but I'm also in a pretty, like, I'm in a lucky position. Yes, I've been taking the benefits, so I've I've had my I've I've been getting benefits from the government since uh, since the fifteenth. That was my last since March fifteenth. That was the last time I worked, and I've had to you know I've had to tighten the belt in some respects, watch my spending. In some ways, that's been easy. In other ways, you've had to pick and choose. But I consider myself in a pretty good position compared to anyone else. So I'm not in the in any. I don't feel I have a right to really complain about the situation for myself. But the only thing I would like right now is a haircut. Same here. That's you about. That's I the worst thing I would still for a haircut. I know people yeah. who have been getting their hair cut on the sly. Oh yes. Well, that's another story altogether, right? Why don't, why don't you just join me? I get mine cut like every. Two or three times a year. No, way to go. Way to hey, go. Hey, if I'm going to get a haircut, I'm going to get the most out of it. But I, admittedly, I, I, I'm, I've been due for weeks, but I can wait. And strangely, I bother me. Yeah, that, that's sort of where it is right now. And my and the sides, it's, it's drooped over the ears. So, how do I put this? I've, I've been okay. It hasn't been hard, hard, too hard at all for me. Um, had to, haven't had a chance, obviously, to to really visit family, but I've been in touch with them rather consistently throughout the uh, last month and a half. Have you found that in the beginning there was a lot of communicating, and now there isn't? It's sort of the opposite, actually. Um, I, I wasn't in touch with some people, and then I, as time has gone, I've at least texted them a little more now. Various family members. I, I remember. That's the case for me, anyway. I remember when we first started, like, a, like end of March, like messaging so many, like getting random messages from people I haven't talked to in years, right? Being all like, "How are you doing? <laughs> How are you holding up?" And now it's like radio silence, right? Like, you know, I'm, no, come on. <laughs> well, once again, maybe it's the whole new normal thing, right? True, true. I mean, uh, what, 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 what's uh, some of the stuff I've uh, like on a personal level I've done? I mean, here I am drinking a coffee right now. Yes, I, I'm here. I am drinking a coffee. You're seeing this in the video. I, I got my coffee. Yeah. Yesterday, I made my first attempt to make the Dalgona coffee. You know that whole. Oh, how did it turn out? Um, it's strong. I will tell you that now. It's quite concentrated. Is that because the real of question though is huh? Oh, you go first, James. James. No, I was going to say, since you're saying that, it's like, have you been trying to make bread too, Mike? I hear everyone's like trying to make bread now and stuff well, like my that. Father did. My, yeah. father. Of, my father and, uh, too. And they're trying to make it without flour my because father, everyone's had a run on flour. And was, we've never had a problem will, getting flour. I will flour. tell you this. I will, well, first of all, yeast seems to be the thing that's hard to find right now. And yeast flour, is, yeah, you might another be able one. to trip on it. A lot of places still have it sold out, but more often than not. But you can. But yeast seems to be the hard thing to find right now. I can only speak for the real Canadian superstore near my house, but 
I will say that the smaller bags of flour are gone. If you want the biggest bags, they are still there. Hey, um, oh, chances are you can see them in Costco as well. Oh, the Costco lineups yeah. are completely. No, like we never had problems with the big ones, but yeah, I guess yeah. it was. Like I, as I said, my father's baked uh, like um, the a tr- the popular popular Filipino style bread roll, and it was funny. Like this is the this is the closest I've come to actually visiting my parents during that time. Um, they would tell me they would I like some I can come pick some up, and then I'd go and I said sure, and all they would do is just leave it on the porch. <laughs> I just go and pick it up. And then well, I was going to say, like, you probably picked it up pick and then up. you I'd waved at them as they waved no, no, at you out the that. door. That's basically the what it was, right? They, I'd leave, uh, and there's things I had to return to them and I had to leave it on the porch, leave that on the porch. Basically, I was playing a trade and then, you know, a wave. That's, that's, that's basically the in-person interactions I've had with my parents and my sisters during that, that time who, who've uh, basically done the same stuff. Anyway, my, for my father and my father was always a good baker. It's just that he. This is the first time in years he's baked, and I. I don't ever recall him making bread rolls, and but it was funny because the second batch he made, he made a second batch. The recipe calls for it to be sprinkled with breadcrumbs, but there was supposed to be plain breadcrumbs. But they, he didn't have any. He had the he had the Italian breadcrumbs, so they were like garlic parmesan seasoned, right? They, they turned out to be probably the best ones I've ever tasted, actually. And I'm, but I'm not totally sure it's supposed to taste that way, but they would taste it great. As for well, cookies, all about experimentation, right? Mike, like sometimes you find something and then it just works and it creates a, a variation on the recipe. We've done that before. It's like, well, we don't have that, so we can try something similar and, that's what and he, then and it just works out. That's what happened there. For myself, we, uh, I have a, quite a bit of flour here. And uh, I think my intention is to uh, attempt to bake cookies for the first time within the next week. So I'll let you know how that goes uh, next episode or something. Or maybe I'll just, sure. or if you want, I'll drop off half a dozen on your porch. Um, what's, uh, what else is there? Well, also, obviously, I've had more time on my hands. So I, I admit I've uh, been watching and reading a little more. And I, I guess I'll talk a little bit more about that in the future. I don't think we'll get to it today. I will say, however, in the process, I have read four books. Four full novels. Just uh, just before we started, I finished up one light novel. I finished up volume one of Toradora and watched a couple of things online, a couple of um, uh, videos, some anime, some Japanese uh, stuff, some a- other Asian stuff, <laughs> strangely, and maybe not so surprising, some cooking shows, uh, cooking competition shows on Netflix. But that's been the ex- that's how. Uh, how I've been spending a lot of the time as well. And then obviously in the last week, we've been planning to come with this recording as well. And that, as I said, it's just been one of those, it's just been at times a blah time. And the days, strangely, and last over these seven weeks, the weeks have gone faster now in a rather scare, in a rather unsettling way. So you guys believe it's May already? Yeah, I have yeah. trouble believing it's me. I have trouble we believing we went through April like like, like this. Like like what happened to April? It, it, that's it. it. Strangely, the shower. I think there wasn't the greatest amount of rain, but there was certainly a noticeable amount yesterday on the last day of April. 
So, I mean, have you guys have you guys dipped into any um watching, trying to catch up on any sort of watching, or is it because you guys are still working that you haven't really done that much, uh, or or you've been going through stuff maybe at a, at a normal pace? I it's been marginally better for me. So, I don't have the library to distract myself anymore, and uh, Shonen Jump also took one extra break from releasing chapters because they were affected at one point. So I started reading my actual manga backlog for a change. Mm-hmm. So I'm uh, set to finish Genshiken, second season, and I'm trying to finish Two Terra as well. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting. James? Differences there. <laughs> James? <laughs> oh. Um, Maybe I should mention titles well, after. I will briefly mention that. Go ahead. Sorry, James. I've been, I've been working, so it's like going oh, yeah. crazy, crazy. But yeah, I've been actually. I found time to uh, take that moment because it's always trying to find that moment. Oh yeah. As we were saying before, but um, even though like the streaming, a lot of them have been decimated. Well, summer's probably going to be even more decimated, and a lot of the yeah. people in Japan, the animators, all of them said that if this is having this season, next season is just like how the heck are we going to create this especially since they're under orders and stuff like that and they don't have the telecommuting like a lot of we have in the west and stuff like that like you look the best one i think of that one is the video game ratings boards so peggy and esrb they're fine they can do their ratings and all that stuff supposedly zero the japanese one Mm -hmm. has been shut down for a month really they can't do any ratings at all and so that's going to affect all the video games in Japan being rated. So the ones that were ahead, but it's going to be months later that some of them might not get on on time or they might have to figure out a way of how to rate them because like Zero is doing no rating compared to the other two because they're just at home doing, I guess, nothing or doing something. I just don't know what hmm. is yeah. they're shut down completely. Well, that reminds it's just me. Crazy. Uh, I finished. I finished Professor Layton in the Miracle Mask today too, so that was one more thing off the backlog. But yeah, no, thinking about it from streaming um, from the new season, I'm watching Arte, which is it's based okay. off a manga, and it's a really interesting one about this female. Uh, she's like a noble, not high noble, but low noble in Florence, and she basically is taking. She's going to become a journeyman, all this stuff, and become. A painter and stuff like that and that's not what women do in the renaissance she's supposed to get married and all this other oh. stuff and it's her journey and it was based off a real well isn't based off the real one but influenced by this one woman painter that was set in italy during the renaissance and stuff like that and it'll be interesting because i read some of the manga and it goes through florence and her journey and her growth and then it goes to venice and then it comes back but it's a very beautiful uh, manga and I'm, the show so far has been great it's Similar to Karumori's works and stuff like that, like okay. uh, Bride's Tale or Emma or something like that. I, to... I was also watching um, the second season of Ascendance of the Bookworm and stuff like that, which is part two. Oh, and yeah. that's good. They're, they're rushing a bit because I think they're trying to get there. And it'll be interesting to see if they ever get part three or four, which uh, those novels are from uh, J novel and stuff like that, which is... I've been reading a bit on their platform of that one, Ascendance of the Bookworm. And then the other one I was watching, and this one was on Crunchyroll as well, was Sing Yesterday for Me, which was from Kei Tomei. And 
if you remember that one, that was from Lament of the Lambs. He w- he was the one behind that as oh, well. Oh, I remember. Yeah, but this I remember one, Sing for me. Yeah, Sing for Me Yesterday is interesting because he started that before Lament of the Lambs. So he started that manga in 1997 and finished it, I think, 2015 or 2000 between 2013 and 2015. And now it's getting an anime. So it's a very different style. Like it definitely feels older, even though they're obviously animating it now and stuff like so that. So James, it's it was one of those manga where uh, they stopped for a while and then revisited it years later. Uh, I don't know. Like that one, I'm not sure if he was doing it while he was doing Lament of the Lambs and stuff like that. Because you know how some of them they'll do multiple things. Like Lament of the Lambs was only seven volumes. But I can't remember if he was still doing that one because the Sing for Me one was never ever released uh, in English, and so. The only way to do it is cancellation of Fortune. So this is the first official release in English. I think it was released in French, uh, in France, and stuff like that. You get all that. the good stuff in France. <laughs> but uh, actually, it's funny thinking of that. The only I told you guys the only other thing I did, and I still can't believe I got was I've been uh, playing around with uh, my Turbo Graphics Core uh, Mini, <laughs> which I got uh, last month, and that was crazy because you can't get it. You can't get, well, it's Amazon exclusive. Konami is the one that released it. All the European and Amazon.com, they have December 31st. So that means who knows when it's coming out. But somehow, and they even said, well, because of Corona, we don't know what's going to happen. But somehow they got out PC Engine Mini out on Amazon Japan, fine last month. And then for whatever reason, Amazon Japan was able to get Core Graphics Minis and, um, Turbo Graphics Maze, and they released it uh, in April. So I got it uh, early April for the Core Graphics Maze, which is the European version, oh. which is the same as the Turbo Graphics. I, I wanted like the feel of the PC Engine, so that's why I went with the Core Graphics. Okay. But okay. It was. Like, it was a fun. It's it's a fun uh, machine to have playing well, I, around I, with it. I, I can't say I have. And the crazy thing is, I told you is about the thinking about it in North America. In Canada, it was exclusive to Radio Shack back in the 90s. Yes, it and was. A lot that of us never had it because it was so expensive. It was exclusive to Radio Shack. And I was just joking to someone. I said, Amazon Japan is like the Radio Shack of now or something like that. And the funny thing I told you as well is how long does it take to get this from Amazon in Yokohama, Japan to here in the GTA of uh, Toronto? Yes, and I think you guys were very surprised yeah, about was, how long it took. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. And then the same thing for my extra turbo control. It took the exact same amount of time. It took, well, technically, I think it would be four days, but it took three days okay. because they were in the future when they sent it. You're so geeking out with your video games right now. <laughs> Mo, yeah. you uh, kept up with anything? Like, have you been able to keep up? Uh, like, have you watched anything uh, of late, of note? Related. Um, a nostalgic band, I guess. Just watching old stuff from here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, actually, you know, work's been a little bit busy, so I just... Yeah, I know. You, know. you guys have been working enough, so I think that's, you know, I'm not... Like, if you haven't watched, you haven't watched. Yeah. So, can't win them all. Yeah, but you guys are, as I said, you guys are at least working, so... Yeah, I really it. can't complain with my situation, because... Because mm-hmm. uh, in my case, uh, 
I don't have to pay to commute anymore. So that's 200 bucks saved a month now. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't, the time too. don't forget yep. too. And you don't really have any social obligations to go anywhere to have like $20 dinners or $15 dinners. So that helps too. Yeah. That's yeah. how it feels, feels for me as well. I mean, yeah. no obligations in that sense. So most of so any money spent in that sense isn't, gone maybe at worst is maybe you're spending a little bit more on groceries but yeah um, that's about it yeah the extra money is just going yeah, to uh, is, uh, it's going to investments <laughs> how your grocery has been anyway a little higher oh, just just quickly on video games though um just just as well bounce back yeah it'll go just quickly on video games uh i just remember um you've been seeing like various companies various systems they've been offering free games also um uh, last week i actually downloaded free uh, on my ps4 free versions of the um uncharted chronicles and journey journey those were made and that's that's sort of it was interesting because that's great for you and everyone who isn't on ps plus and you shouldn't feel ungrateful but it's kind of annoying that if you got it on PS Plus before, you can't get that free one to keep it forever. Which is, and if it had been on the Xbox ecosystem, I would have been able to do that because their ecosystem is better. Where it's like, okay, yeah, you had that free game, but and but say and, you want to support the, say you like the game and you want to support the developer and that team and whatever, mm-hmm. you can buy it if you want forever. And some people do that when it's on sale mm-hmm. and. PlayStation doesn't let you do that. Sony doesn't let you do that, which boggles the mind. That's interesting. I didn't realize that. But both of those games were PS Plus games, and so basically we couldn't take advantage of that. So if you have a present uh, present subscription, but but you know, it's like at the end of the day, it doesn't mean much to me. But I know some people probably got more worked over up over it than they probably should. Right? Yeah. for me personally, that was a chance to kind of come back to something that I missed out on. Because when I bought my PS4 some years back, I actually had a code to get the um, Uncharted Chronicles for free. But I kept forgetting mm-hmm. about it, and then it expired on me. You know, the same thing happened. So fine. Those are the things with those codes, right? Or even those DLC codes like they but, put in the thing. Mind you, I, like you got to remember to do I think I read it. I read the date wrong. I think uh, because most of, most of the time, the format is usually... The format, as I know it, is month, day, year, but I think they printed it out day, year, month. That sounds so. It ended I up and, day, month, year, so, and, but yeah, I guess that's the so European I think it was version, like, right? Yeah, it was. So I think it was like ten. Uh, so I thought it was. Um, I think it expired on. Uh, was it the on on um, ten nine uh, ten and not, ten nine twenty eighteen or something, which would have been October. October 9th, 2018. No, it went, it was actually 910. 910. So, which was like the ninth day of October or something like that. I'm so glad I didn't have to deal with any of that bullshit, to be honest. <laughs> I, with- I mean, I wasn't mad. I mean, I mean, I wasn't playing too much at that point. So, it wasn't, I didn't ever felt the loss at that, at that point. Because I, lo- by and large, stopped playing video games religious. Like, how do I put this? I used to be an avid gamer, but partway through uh, when PS3 was out, like I more or less stopped playing uh, on on home consoles. Mostly was just playing on a Nintendo portable system. So mm-hmm. I've had to deal That's with that switch. stuff a lot less. <laughs> and 
it's just the whole notion of like, oh, like I have to pay to play online and, or I have to, uh, you know, I don't get to keep the games that I downloaded and uh, I it's just like, I don't have to worry about that. And that's, well, it, that's it, a godsend. In that sense. Yes. In that sense. I mean, I, I fell out of really playing, uh, playing, um, video games in the middle of the PS3 era as well. I, I've only played a little bit on the 4. Part of me wonders why I bought it. There That's is why I never bought a PS4. But it's there, so I'm not going to... I've been fine with the PS4, oh, it's but okay. I, I it's just with I the haven't vanilla. given myself time to play it. I, I guess that's part of it. I, I've had all this time. But in the past, I hadn't been. Put that, put that, put that 4 down. Put that controller down, Mo. Um, <laughs> but that's just, you know... Well, one the of thing things. I think of... Too is it's like you have all those people that they were like us. They have that vanilla PS4, but they started this generation again. They did that mid-cycle refresh and stuff like so that. Just like all the phone companies and everything like that. And I'm like, I was, I'm like, no, I can't do that. And it's an, they've like a lot of the games now they're doing like it. It it's really pushes mm-hmm. the base hardware and stuff like that. You really need the other one. I'm like, no, nah, I don't. No, but I, a lot I of the ones I used, I don't worry because they're the Japanese. It, it's strange. I mean, the P- I bought both versions of the PS2. So I bought the, mid, the mid-cycle version, the smaller one. And then PS3 went through three iterations, if you remember that. Yep. And I, I, I got it just at the end of the first iteration. I, uh, bought a, I got a slim. I yeah. always, usually wait. But it I usually wait for one refresh before mm-hmm. I buy any system. Okay. Usually. Yeah. But I feel like As for this the- refresh was different. It was like, it's like... Oh, it's not just a slimmer version where it's like it's oh you're getting this extra stuff that you might need like the pro yeah, or something like I, that. I don't know. I, I guess I'm when I got my PS4, it was a bundle with Spider-Man. So anyway, and, oh, there you go. Uh, and there you go with me for um, I bought that just some year about a year before the refresh there. So anyway, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that uh, Series X and the PS5 and stuff like that because the, they yeah, still so, claim they're so going to try and get it out this year and. They haven't well talked about price, and I think a lot of them said they might not even break even, and they might try to push it. But I think some of them, they're just going to say it's going to be like PS3 all over again. They're going to say we're going for the higher price and stuff like that because we'll still sell but, just enough yeah. and stuff that like that, before, even and, with the economy as is. And that was before all this happened. So on that note, um, just moving on. Let's like that's before the virus. Switch refresh in yep. the next year, please. <laughs> well, I don't know if they'll even get that because you heard about Nintendo, right? Like they won't even be able to do a June uh, direct, which would have been their E3 thing because they're having issues on the telecommuting and all that stuff in Japan. Like all the other uh, sectors of Nintendo Europe and the guys in Redmond, Washington, all, that, all of them are fine. They can telecommute and all this stuff. But the Kyoto one, the big impetus the brain center just is kind of like they're figuring it out and stuff like that and that's crazy mm-hmm. with it's not just the smaller and the mid-size which is the biggest problem but even some bigger corporations in japan are having issues okay. and it's like you can't solve uh, a telecommuting co- problem uh, in three weeks or ever change a culture in three that's weeks. the thing anyway. it's it's largely uh, the culture listen. change and the fact that they're probably all like in their 70s well it's it, it, uh, that's sort of 
how Japan can. And they talk about it's like they want to do it face to face. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, that's and sort of the, that's like, the most dangerous it's, thing it's, to it's do. It's weird. Now. It's weird. Uh, like Japan can come across as so technological in some aspects, but it's so traditional in others. But they're stuck like, in the nineties and stuff like of, that well, using fax machines. We're just, we're yeah. just getting <laughs> we're just getting out of the aughts ourselves. You know. Okay, so let's uh, let's move on a little bit, uh, and let's stay in Japan because we just like. We want to, as we tape this episode, I want to talk, uh, like, talk just briefly about how how the virus has started to affect the anime world. I mean, we 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 hear enough about how it's affected the other parts of the world, but we wondered, obviously, with this being more of an anime show, sort of these days, you wonder how much it's affected the things that um, we that people who listen and do this show would have been interested in the Asian pop culture stuff, certainly the anime and manga industry. How it's affected that? We we know about delays in in debuts and broadcasts, movie delays. Those goes without go without saying. Obviously, there's been some human um, human tolls as well. And I wondered a little bit about and it has has um has the virus taken away anybody of note of note in the um in the anime industry and in the pop and the Asian pop culture industry. And I can right now. I can only think of I, I, as of last night. I could only think of one, uh, the former the um, Japanese actress Kumiko Okai, who who uh, was one of many people to play the Japanese officer Jenny in the po- in Pokemon, among other things. But I know that she was in uh, a Ghibli film. I'd have to look that up just quickly. What she uh, what else? Uh, what uh, other stuff she had done? Um, she was in Dog of Flanders and the cat returns as well. And, but the sad part about Miss Okai, who died at the age of 63, um, I believe last week, April 23rd. Okay. So yeah, yes. Uh, April 23rd. She had some underlying conditions. Cause I think she had also um, started to be uh, treated for breast cancer. So um, she, she kind of, she kind of had a, had a tough to start when she got, when she got the virus, she had one of those underlying conditions, I suppose. It's it's odd. There's been a bunch of people dying from the people dying from cancer this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and actually, that's where most of the deaths uh, the deaths in the industry have been in the last little while. It's been more based on cancers, uh, other um, un- other un- un- underlying or other health issues. That's the f- that's the one that has come to mind the most. Um, then you brought up uh, then just before we uh, went started recording, you mentioned uh, Shu Wada the father yes. of yes. Gen Urobochi, right? The um the famous uh, who's a famous novelist. But Wada was quite good was a, an accomplished actor in his own right and he yeah, um, and died uh, he died of complications to the virus at the age of 81. And that was when no that was on the well, same date the t- April 23rd. So um I don't know you're you're you are a little bit gobsmacked a little bit I mean, you hear about stories about other people in various entertainment sectors who have passed away. Uh, too numerous to think of right now. Or- See, we, in terms of this uh, community, so to speak, we haven't had any... That's, this is not to disrespect the people who have passed on, but... Easy there, Kevin. <laughs> but... Uh, I think more people you you would hear more people uh, expressing sadness or dismay or 
freaking out if, say, like, if Nana Mizuki died or if or if Masashi Kishimoto died. That's it, it's like we real, haven't had anyone of names, right? we haven't had highly notable people pass on yet. So it's just interesting to see uh, the lack of like it's been reported, but then you don't really hear people going, "Oh man, like I'm so devastated that X person has passed away." Well, it's like like some sometimes there's a degree of emotional attachments, right? Of course. So uh, maybe that lacks in some cases. I mean, this is still sucks to hear about these to hear about um, to hear about Wada and. Okay. So actually um in the links we'll put up uh, the news report for um Kumiko Okai. Actually uh, uh there's a next a next shark article but within it uh, was a was a YouTube video and actually if um which did which was uh, the newscast uh, the, the TBS um Ncast uh, news broadcast in in the afternoon that afternoon to NHK World Watchers, actually, you might want to take note of who was at the anchor desk that day uh, for that report. It's um, Chiaki Horan, the uh, former host of Imagination, which got canceled uh, this past month, and the co-host of Songs of Tokyo. She's at, she's also a former um, Japanese Power Ranger, for better choice of words, I guess. She starred in, Sentai, uh, in a Sentai show uh, when she was younger. She's a former actress, but now she's a, news, a TV presenter and news anchor. She's uh, broadcasters and generally speaking, a lot of them tend to be um, freelancers. So they end up doing work on different networks. She's done English language programming on NHK world, but a lot of her Japanese language work is actually with TBS in Tokyo. And she's the, she's one of the co-anchors of uh, an afternoon newscast. And you'll see that report actually in the, in the link we'll put up a bit later on, which I found kind of interesting because she was a, she always was, she always, like imagination was a show that um, profiled Japanese pop culture, video games, anime, manga, and it was a very light show. And then here she is doing a pretty serious news report and interview. Mm-hmm. And you'll see that in the video. But that's um, what we know thus far. And obviously, um, the whole virus is a ongoing thing. So, I get the feeling there's still there could be still more to come in that sense. There will be more to come. Yeah. Well, you know. It's hard. You don't like to say that out. I'm. I guess I hold a discomfort saying that out loud. Well, not necessarily. And I don't necessarily mean people dying, but you know. Well, yeah, people will. That's the sad part. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I just. Yeah. I feel like no one's like 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 Kevin said. No one's super famous died. Like when Tom Hanks first died, I was like, oh my god, Tom Hanks. But like everyone's recovering. Like we need major deaths. Yeah, but some don't. And it gets like it's it's still it's still the role of a dice in many ways in many ways too. I mean, no, I mean, if people really don't want to get it. I mean, bleach is a good option, right? Uh, oh God! Oh dear! I mean, I I heard a very smart person say that if you enjoy- well, yeah, I I know he's smart. He said so himself. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, uh, from Japan, but let's go come back to Toronto because it's had. A- Oh, you want to say something, Kevin? No, I'm just reacting to uh, <laughs> the smart I'm just, guy. Re- I'm just reacting to uh, <laughs> he, to he who shall not be named. Say yeah, the, the smart guy. Okay. <laughs> well, let's come back to Toronto for a second, because obviously the the um, the virus has had its issues here. 
too. It's made its mark in its own way, having um, laid waste or forced the cancellations of, well, really the conventions everywhere. But uh, it it, uh, forced the cancellations of Anime North, IFF, and TCAF over the last last month. And obviously, we were, we mentioned we were set to do Anime North later this month, but that's not going to happen, obviously. And we'll reserve that for next year. If you're an IF, if you're waiting for IFF Toronto International Fan Fest, that got delayed, pushed to next year. They will honor the ticket, any tickets that have already been bought. Although you can ask for a refund until I believe late October, if you want. And I believe most conventions are doing that and stuff like that. But a lot of conventions are kind of like, it helps us more actually if you don't request the refund and you keep it till next year and stuff like that. And Mm -hmm. I think a a fair amount of the local people will be able to do that. Yeah, and it's one of those, and um, I think for what it's worth, IFF said, please, please defer because it'll keep keep our cash flow going. Something to that effect. And it's then, hard to say on that one because that one, then you wonder because those are the for-profit ones, but then you have the ones like Otakon, Anime Boston, and then Anime North and stuff like that where it's not for-profit. As Anime North said, they do have that slush fund. They squirrel away, but that's going to take a dent and stuff like that because there's some, oh, yeah. some cost well, that they can't get back and stuff like with, that. Without a doubt. So, so and then TCAF, which I know uh, got canceled but i don't know too much more beyond that um is there anything you want to say concerning the any of the toronto uh, cancellations to this point because um we haven't heard anything from fan expo have we yeah we no. haven't heard anything the only thing we heard about was their march break one and stuff like yeah, that the, because that was yeah the, the one that used to be mid, an anime their, con now it, it's like comic con they're mid their mid their their mid mid cycle con so mm-hmm. i guess for lack of a better choice of words I think, I, they I, they were hopeful, but I don't think that hope is going to... Because the problem is they'll probably allow things, but they won't be able to do it at the size they are now. There's no way they can mm-hmm. do it at the size. They're going to have to... Uh, if they allow it at the convention center, they're going to have to set limits on attendance. They're going to have to cap it, and it's going to be a hard cap, and it's probably going to be way lower than what they're used to. You know what I mean? Because they can't... And it could anchor quite a number of people. Who won't be able and to even in. then, and even then, was, would you really want to subject yourself to that? Like, we're, we're talking what September, like late August. Like, why would you? Because, like, we're making we're yeah. making the assumption Fan Expo will happen roughly around the same, uh, roughly or on time, right? Because, yeah, mean, that's I, I, uh, just before Labor Day and stuff like that. But for a lot of those things, typical. if they do allow events they're going to be definitely smaller. They're going to allow smaller events, or you're going to have to have caps. And we know this because we've talked about sporting events before, and they're definitely going to be in empty stadiums and all that stuff if they're even mm-hmm. allowed. And then once they get to the next level, they'll space people out. Like it'll be like a quarter of the people allowed. And then if they're lucky, they'll get to full capacity way later on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because well, you're going to put you're lucky, yourself, you're, you're going to put yourself in greater risk by going to these events, even if they're allowed. You don't know who may or may not have COVID nineteen. We don't know how this is about to evolve. That's that's a big thing. Oh, there's going to be waves and stuff like that. It's a lot different than anything we've dealt with. Like we went through SARS, we went through other things. That's probably why it started out the way it did. But now it's become something completely different, as we said at the very beginning of the show and stuff like that. And 
we're going to be going through waves of this and all we can do is pack our patients and just wake up and see what happens. Right. Right. I mean, as I said, it's not over and who knows there, there could be another wave to come. So I'm just waiting for the, waiting for the concerts that I'm going to go to to be canceled. Need the money. Wouldn't mind it, but uh, cause cause in the fall, uh, scandal's coming and flow is coming in as Ooh. well. No, I, I and I don't keep up as the way I used to, but I recognize those names. I recognize. So did they have names. them on sale through Ticketmaster or something like that? Because sometimes uh, not through Ticketmaster directly. One of them is not through Ticketmaster for sure. One of them maybe. Uh, I don't recall, but uh, we'll see. I, they may. It might be MRG actually. I okay. think they were both MRG events. I could be wrong though. At least one of them though. Okay. So I'm wondering what will happen to my tickets in that sense because they're a smaller, they're a smaller fish, so to speak. Who knows? Who knows? Well, as they be, say, a lot of them have been uh, understanding them. That was the thing. Funny enough, they were talking about the cons, and you heard all the people was like, "Oh, why aren't they canceling? Or why isn't this stuff happening and stuff like that?" And the problem is all these conventions and stuff like that, they couldn't do it because they were under all these contracts and stuff like that. And even though these contracts may have an act of God clause and all this other stuff, you got to go through the process because if one person says no or whatever, they could be liable. They could be sued. And then you may never have that convention again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. no, you got to just be thorough. Or so you got to dot those I's and cross those T's unfortunately. And that's why uh, some yes, of them took time. That cliche. Well, I mean, I, I guess we'll, we can talk a little bit more about the cancellations of, of all the anime, so of the great anime social calendar here in uh, Toronto, especially since um, maybe they have their backup plans. On that note, they may have to take it online. Well, most of them, I so, think, have been canceled in general because, what was it, AX, Otakon, all the major ones have been canceled mm -hmm. too, so it's everywhere. Yep. So, yeah, it's happened. As you said, it's a new world, right? It's a new world, but sometimes the alternative is, alternatives could be to go online. On that note, let's take the break. And then when we get back, let's talk about some uh, one convention that's now that has going on this weekend that is going online. We'll talk a little bit about anime lockdown after the break. It's the Anime Roundtable on the Six Talk Podcast Network. And the podcast now continues from our Six Point Studio and a bunch of other places around the GTA. Nicholas, Austin, Ng, and Shamarki in conversation with you online via video conference and on the Six Talk Podcast Network, official podcast anime North, which isn't happening this year. Sad combo. Places of gathering, conventions, movie theaters, various meetings, they're trying to come up with more conferencing alternatives like this one and this weekend uh, actually ongoing as we're talking right now we're seeing the first at least uh, uh, the first noteworthy attempt that i'm aware of probably the first noteworthy attempt to do to do an online anime con convention a little thing called anime lockdown has been ongoing and that started this morning and will run until sunday afternoon may 3rd by looking at the website, uh, it looked like it was something that was cobbled together within a month. We've been keeping up with it. It's a free convention. There'll be 
two well-known voice actors, Veronica Taylor and Kyle Herbert, will be do, will be um, two of the are two of the guests of honor. They'll be doing Q and A's tomorrow. But we um, have been in and out listening to the convention as it's happened today. As I said, this is a unique situation, and I think this is the first attempt at any sort of convention uh, in the in the COVID era, any sort of anime convention in the COVID era. And this may serve as a bit of a blueprint as to see as to how something like this will go for the rest of this summer. But I know each of you were in and out of listening to things today at um, anime lockdown. Do you guys have uh, any impressions before I give my own? Because I was actually, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I didn't think bad of it. I only caught a couple of panels. So I, I caught the history of Shonen Jump panel, mm-hmm. which was okay because the, the person who did that panel, uh, I can tell, probably isn't too used to doing panels and you yeah, also I could, have I sense that in the uh, tone of voice and there's also just the technological barriers that you have to deal with and when it comes to uh excel not excel like, like with powerpoint or with uh twitch or or whatever because uh with that one he he went he spent a lot of time talking about the early 70s stuff and 80s and 90s and then you can tell he was starting to get worried about time because he then would skip to he would skip random titles so i feel like like, trying to do the entire catalog yes and and truth be told a lot of the it was basically just running through a lot of shonen jumps catalog and I would have appreciated more, uh, more real discussion or pointing out certain other things about the series rather than just saying, "Oh yeah, this series is about this." Next, okay, and this series is about this. Next, I think I know where you were going with that. I think you would have appreciated like a context as to what it meant in terms of the history and evolution of shonen manga. Like, was this 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 was the first manga to explore the idea of blank? He did do a little bit of that. So uh, I, didn't, I believe he sense, did totally mention, like he, he mentioned the Sentai stuff and he mentioned a couple of manga back in the 80s did have a format. It was like, oh yeah, this is where the, this format of shonen manga kind of originated from. So he, the one that I recall was that he brought up Ringy Kakuro from the 80s and he said that how that was one of the formats of how other series do it now, where you have like progressively stronger enemies that you have to defeat. Mm-hmm. So he correlated One Piece with Ringy Kakuro. So that was interesting. But when you're skipping, when, when you feel like you're in a rush and you're skipping Yu-Gi-Oh! Yu-Gi-Oh! is kind of... Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, there's a... Yu-Gi-Oh! Like, Yu-Gi-Oh! is, like Yu-Gi-Oh is one of the game. biggest titles in the 90s. Like, you, yes, it's important to bring it up, Yu Yu Hakusho and Rurouni Kenshin, but you, you're going to skip Yu-Gi-Oh! You're going to bring up some other obscure 90s title that well, no one's f- fucking heard about, except for maybe two people, but then you're going to skip over Yu-Gi-Oh! Like, well, 
let's let's take this Yu-Gi-Oh. is putting aside my bias of me like Yu-Gi-Oh. It's like, okay, but you and said then he actually... had to skip a lot of important titles in the mid two thousands too because of lack of time. True. Well, let me go back to Yu-Gi-Oh so, for a second because you made me think of this. If anything, like, little fact. If, oh, finish your thought well, because I, I, okay, because I'm actually in agreement. Okay, you go. Want you go ahead. Thought. My thought on terms of Yu-Gi-Oh was that was like. Mm-hmm. Like that was four kids' um, follow up to the success of Pokemon here in North America because they started focusing on the anime for that. Yu Gi Oh! was meant to be the next, next, uh, next big title for them after Pokemon. And it when was they first pre- when they presented it here, when it came over here. So there's a, there's a certain, so Yu Gi Oh! is sort of has a certain significance to it uh, when it comes to the industry in North America as well. Okay, sorry, finish your thought. Oh, I was just saying how you you look at if you look at the general like sense of what was popular amongst fans. He he's talked about the seventies too much. Because there's maybe only two or three titles from the seventies people would even give any shit about. Like yes, you can talk about oh the very first the very first few titles from the sixties, and yes, you talk about the eighties and the seventies, but you have to but I think what he should have kept in mind was that I need to gloss over the seventies and eighties. Like I don't don't bring up every single title from the eighties, only bring up the most important ones, which he did, but but like there were he brought, probably brought up t- Ten other titles where people by and large like unless you're like an 80s fan like or a 90s fan like you won't know that ninku is a shonen jump title like or you won't know that ayatsuri ayatsuri sakon was a shonen jump title which you know what those are kind of interesting but you have to think about who your audience is and you have to think about okay i need to bring up x amount of titles or you could, because if anything, you can su- you can do a very brief list of oh yeah, these were the titles from the eighties and these were of note. Well, yeah, and then just a, move that's on. Sort of like I was looking for benchmarks, like something that would tell chart the benchmarks. And many, but I understood. And the vast majority of the benchmarks are the nineties and beyond. Well, at least according to him, right? Yeah, or, well, it, just in general, because mm-hmm. no, he the a lot of the '80s and '90s benchmark titles were brought yeah, up. So I'm guessing City Hunter, so and all those ones, like from Hojo and that City yeah. Hunter, Cat's Eye, Fist of the yeah. North Star, Saint Seiya, Ringy Kakuro was worthy of bringing up too. Lima Rekka, Lima Rekka was shown in Sunday. That was yeah, not that was uh, shown in Jump. Okay. Uh, but that would have been tough to do in an because, hour, I think. It was because uh, I think it was because I think Ayatsuri Sakon is by that creator. I think that was it. Okay. I think that was where that correlation is. So I vaguely remember hearing about that too, Mo. All right, that's your thought. Or I you guess like it's just huh? something just didn't click. You need, they need to bring more. You had to. I feel like the stuff that really needed to have the cultural significance emphasized should have happened more so ah. like you should have talked more about one piece you should have talked more about 
maybe elaboration the North Star of Saint Seiya. Yeah, or Yu-Gi-Oh, or Naruto. He talked about Bleach for like half a second. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That was where the the audio cut out for me, so I didn't hear the first half of the two thousands. Okay. Um, where do you go next? Uh, That's your thought, though. That's your thought. So far, yeah, that's about all I can think of at the moment. All right, Mo, do you have a thought uh, concern after nearing the end of day one? There, I like um, the uh, I like the right stuff panel. You did like the right stuff panel. Right stuff panel was good. Now we got to see uh, the inside of right stuff, which you never. I think you guys, this is where we get interest. It gets interesting where we really start to talk. Also, I like I like to know like how Sean Kleckner is allowed to just go around on a forklift doing wheelies. No, I was so hoping. I was so hoping for a YouTube moment there. I didn't get it. I'm Yo, sure well, then you saw them dropping the thing, and then you're just that. thinking, huh? sorry, sorry? You're thinking you should have done more. Like, instead of just dropping it from the top of the warehouse, they should have someone, like, drive over it, like, <laughs> throw it in the water. <laughs> All you know, water. those would not have lasted in those anyway. extreme circumstances. And, yeah, I don't know how, I don't know what their health and safety team would have thought otherwise, too. <laughs> That's true. Well, they wouldn't be in, I guess they'd be shut down just as quickly like everybody else. Huh. Uh, okay, so but hey, at least if we work there on Fridays, we get popcorn. How much in our own bag? What, what do you want to say? What stuck out to you from the right stuff panel, uh, Mo? Anything? Because uh, I know they the did warehouse. make a few announcements. I mean, huh? yeah, the, the warehouse is good. The gun announcements are good. Just... The gun, da- yeah, they went Gundam wild. There. And, <laughs> and I well, they I, are I the Sunrise. They... Basically, yeah. let them. I forgot. Run whole on Gundam. So I, Sunrise is producing their distributing. Mm-hmm. So. I forgot about uh, that where Gundam sits now. So Although yeah, they, they really talked a lot about Gundam. They talked about Galaxy Angel, AA plus AA plus S. Oh yeah, because yeah, most of those was stuff we right were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, we weren't. I wasn't surprised by those announcements because it was just a continuation of ones they've had before and stuff like that. Or and just saying, well, we're working on Emma. We're now trying to can, get there on it, but really, it's taking time. Or we start guys, to reveal a little seed bit. Seed is coming. Huh? It's like, yes. Guys, like, Seed's coming. Just wait. And Two dubs. I'll be what was it? It was Builders and what else? I don't know. It was mostly like Builder stuff or... Uh... Okay. Yeah, it was a lot of the, yes, I was lot of the in stuff. And, out. and it must be noted, once again, the Right Stuff guys were actually at Right Stuff. Like I mean, this is a virtual convention. This was a virtual convention, so presumably, though, the guys who were speaking at the Right Stuff panel were actually doing the Right Stuff because they said we're going to show you this announcement because we're going to go update the website right now to let you know the pre-orders for it are now open. Right? Yeah, they they've done that before. I know at the physical things and stuff like that, and being able to update. But yeah, update being during, there. update the website during the actual panel. I thought that's mm-hmm. a that's a little. But they definitely gave us a more insight and stuff like that and probably had were able to prepare those videos and stuff like mm. that in a way that many of us haven't seen before because usually they're only at so many conventions right, right? and i think it, that was a key thing they were at the home office to do, do all that so if there was something that they had to tweak it was easy to tweak at the last second it was and a nice touch so it was re- really i thought yeah a really nice touch but but they also acknowledged one other thing at the very beginning of the panel. They they saw the head count, like they saw the watch count uh, on, in the in the Twitch streams. And yes, uh, it must be noted that um, lockdown was taking place on three on a three or four different platforms. So to use the metaphor of a of a convention venue, the Twitch and YouTube were the panel rooms or the panel room and Discord 
was essentially the rest of the hotel. So, um, which were basically chat boards uh, for where the uh, where the art, the virtual art, artist alley and dealer room were. Oh. That's sort of how yeah, they were talking about that. And it was interesting. So I know you kind of went in there. So I was intrigued by that because they did mention that throughout all these. Yeah. Let me, uh, like, as I said, they, they seem to, they, and in between the, they acknowledged to, to be fair to the, to right stuff or what right stuff noted was they noted the, the attendance count or the um, watch count on each, on the streams. And they just said, this is big. The people who are listening to this right now are tuning in. It's, this is bigger than any panel, like live panel we've done. Because I think uh, during, at the peak it was like three hundred, four hundred, something like that. I think that was the account for um, the during the uh, the peak of the uh, right stuff panel. Like there was like three hundred easily to watch the right the to watch the uh, right stuff panel. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing so, for the English voice actors in discotheque, they'll probably get high numbers. Oh yeah, as well. and apparently yeah. And those are, I know those, all of them were promoting great. those like the things you promote. They should hopefully get your highest numbers. Mm-hmm. And what is it? Um, just just a reading, reading from my notes. Um, the wood, just for reference, the woodblock prints that were brought up during in the course of that, which are now long sold out. The Katakawa woodblock prints. Well, what was it? You ordered them, and then they were handmade and stuff yeah. like that. But they showed the video of how they were made, and it, I caught a bit that of that. Been, and that was incredible because I saw them put up, and I'm like, "Well, I'd love to have that." And it's a unique item, but it's very expensive. But then you it? see that video and you're like, know why, but wow, much, that's... What was the price tag? Do you remember? I can't... It was in the hundreds of dollars American. So we would probably be talking very, very ba- expensive. Ba- basically, uh, basically an EI check. Okay. Probably more than an EI check. Yeah. And <laughs> the other thing is, I'm not even sure they give us free shipping because they'd want to make sure that thing properly gets to Canada in one piece, right? Yeah, so, uh, so if it's over, I'm not sure about dropping it from it the really... top of a warehouse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, that's right. They <laughs> talked about the protection of there. <laughs> that's, a, that's that was actually pretty, a pretty funny video. Was that video live of them dropping it, or was that some kind of staged? No, 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 no. It was like that the was other staged. ones. They probably filmed it before and. I think that was the other thing you think of too is them showing you how they package it. Like you know kind of how these things are packaged, but you can see they put the care in and you always see that at the end of the day, but to see it in the actual process, right? Quick question. Mm-hmm. Are they gonna repackage that shot glass and sell it again? Presumably. <laughs> I would say <laughs> Well what was it? They they talk about remember the figures in that where they say they're the imperfect ones and they said, Oh, it's just the boxes and stuff like that because some people want to show them off, right? And they're cabinets or their cases and stuff like that just the figures so it's always interesting to see that because they only recently did that with imperfect mm-hmm. uh, figures i think over the past year also yeah. did anyone cringe when he opened those cases the way he opened it i felt like he wasn't handling it properly hmm. i didn't catch the video for that part i was only listening like he was really uh, manhandling that merchandise yes but uh they 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 did okay with that so yeah, and like you said, um, they're expecting more for the, the the remaining three marquee panels to happen: the two voice actors and the uh, discotheque panel, which which will happen on Sunday. The voice actors on Saturday, uh, one after the other. Yeah, I'm looking but, forward to the discotheque one, and I might tune in for the Veronica Taylor panel too because. Uh, oh, I've told that story. I've told the story of uh, my story with her, haven't I? Yes, you have. Okay, so I won't uh, say it again. Uh, yeah, How she's a, they do the OG quest? Ash for those that uh, are not the OG, familiar. Yeah, the original Ash from the original Pokemon run, 
and she's been to Fan Expo. So I've I've actually um I actually moderated her Q and A at Fan Expo way back in the um, I think it was two thousand one or two thousand two. She did a Q and A, and I uh, I moderated that. So I've uh, I've met uh, I've met Veronica uh, Veronica Taylor and her daughter actually, who was with her at the time. Really, uh, it, really, she was a uh, very uh, very very charming to deal with. Oh, one but, more uh, thing. One more yeah. thing about the Shonen Jump panel, actually. Uh, oh, just going I, back, and then I'll ask for James' impressions. I'll just say that I, just to not make it seem like I'm just poo-pooing all over the guy, I, I can, I can respect, uh, trying to do a panel, to the internet, and not having, uh, the most, uh, how do I put this? Like there was clearly some technical concerns that were going on in the background, so I can always respect panelists trying to do their best in a situation like that. I, I will go on. I will. I will double down on that feeling a little later on. James, anything uh, you want to say uh, that stuck out to you in the course of whatever you saw today at um, lockdown? Actually, think about it because I didn't see the end where they got to questions that and write stuff. So were they doing something? Because remember they were saying you could phone a phone number to ask questions to DiscoCheck. Were they doing that for right stuff too? Because yes, that yes. seems like actually, interesting actually, for a virtual convention to do, the, especially since if we you, have Twitch mm-hmm. and we have YouTube chats and mm-hmm. Twitter. And Yeah, they were acknowledging the YouTube. They were acknowledging anything that came in the chat, but there was encouragement to use the voicemail, which then the phone number, if you were, have been watching the stream, it was constantly on the bottom of the screen like you would see in a telethon on the old in the old days mm-hmm. yeah like you see that and you're thinking to yourself you're thinking of all these things and you're thinking telephone telephone mm-hmm. and then and they've acknowledged that uh herbert and taylor have already a lot of voicemail questions waiting for them for tomorrow that's what they acknowledged in the opening ceremonies james is there anything else that you want to say stuck out to you like any of the other panels Cause I'm, cause... Yeah, so I, I had a bit of time. So other than the right stuff, I saw a bit of, well, most of, except for the questions. I saw the next one, which was the weirdest anime ever, and they went through some weird ones. And that was an interesting one. That one was from a fellow from Ireland and a fellow from England. I think, I, I think those are... And they said, I oh, think... this is our first international panel or something like that. <laughs> thing. It, it was if I'm not mistaken, those might be said both listeners. So. I, I, I see them. I think they're on the. Um, I think they're on the. One of them, at least one of them, is on the on the SoundCloud list as a listener or something. So I, I want to. said listeners. I, the one, that but I it was funny out. about the weirdest oh. anime. One is. Mm-hmm. I there, there was one where I just I don't know why. Maybe it's because Vlad loved it so much and we showed it. It's like it is weird, but I didn't feel weird compared to all the other ones. It was Dead Leaves, but maybe it's because I haven't seen Dead Leaves <laughs> in a while. Mind you, uh, I've had uh, Melody of Oblivion sitting in a box here for years, and I have yet to I have yet to oh. watch it. Then I saw that scene they showed from Melody of Oblivion, and you're like, "Wait, did that it, actually happen in that?" It's like with the cows thinking, and all that. It's that like, what was that? Seriously, Melody of Oblivion. That's what I was thinking <laughs> when I what saw scene that. was that? Hmm? What scene was that? Uh, when all the girls were uh, mooing like cows, they were milking them. <laughs> they were milking them. Good one. Way to go! Way to go! <laughs> so, they, so, so that was a so that's a that that caught your attention. That was one of the ones that caught your attention. 
James? Yes, and then there was another one I know that we talked about, and I actually got to see that one. That was the only other one I saw, which was the Otakunomics, uh, the business uh, world behind that, anime. That, I, that was the and, one I wanted to listen to, but I missed out on. Yeah, that is up your alley, James. And, that, and he definitely said, like, he definitely had done panels, as he said, like this before, and he said it's always evolving and stuff like that. I talked about that at the end because you could tell it was a well-oiled machine, and he, 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 he was took and the he, questions and stuff like that, and he yeah. said the same thing where he gave him his PowerPoint early. He's like, oh, it's good you were early. But then he said to him, I was scared because you said, did you check the file I sent 20 or 30 minutes before the panel? And stuff like that. Because he constantly updates, he said, but they were okay. No, they did. But uh, he said, like, his first PowerPoint had a little more flash. Then he's like, I don't want to do flash, especially because God knows what could happen on Twitch and YouTube. His name Who was, was the presenter? Presenter's name. Um... Was it? One sec. The I'm trying to look it. Up. I'm trying to look it up too because I I took it uh, took the name. It is Time Enforcer Anubis. T E Anubis. Yes. Time Enforcer Anubis. Yeah. Which I've heard that name before. That's his handle. The handle sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah. He's uh, he's on Twitter. He's on Twitter. T E Anubis. But where is is. Is he an industry person, or did he just compile all this? I think it's well, no, he's talking the, to people. Yeah, he's the la- he he. As he admitted, he says one of his interests is business and stuff like that. So it's a bit of everything. So it's like the interest of anime and manga, I guess, and all that, and then business and stuff like that. So it goes together. Like I am in business, so I kind of in the same vein understand all these things, and I can take and see what's going on for the other and, and you can go through the public records and stuff like that that they are able to provide which he said yeah, uh, he, he is, the benchmarks from the uh, J- uh that one association japan for animation and stuff like that and where the money's coming mm-hmm. from but and where's the money going a lot of the time as we said we don't know the answers because it's a black box because remember all these production committees they're private and stuff like that and most of the stuff, people, he was going into more of the minutia, of course, and we've touched on it before and stuff like that, bits and bytes, but he was going into it and you could see a lot of people in the chat were getting a lot down of it. Which it, is was, it was uh, quite a lot to digest, admittedly. And I'd love to, I, I asked them actually if there's going to be a replay of that uh, because I'd like to see it again. Because um, yes, we've talked about it, but I'd like to hear the, hear, like just keep hearing it over and over. Because it's yeah. it's a fascinating it, it was a fascinating panel actually. I'd be I know I'd be Twitch interested they in do an archive, too. but not like it depends on if they do a permanent archive is really the question mark. Could be the, especially yeah. on YouTube or, and Twitch. Yeah, there. Let's just say that it was a never say never type um, scenario. I mean, they, um, the host and we'll t- I'll talk about that in a bit. But they said um, the guy mo- the guy moderating it basically said, uh, yeah, they're open to it, but there might be a few a few logistics and um, rights issues to uh, consider. But that was actually a very interesting panel. And then um, from my standpoint, the only other one that I, oh, two other uh, panels that did uh, pop out to me as uh, today, there was this um, long uh, discussion about the criticism of film criticism. So it's about, it was like a a blogger, um, Mark on the movie, on movies, I believe he calls himself. And, he talked at length about As Mark McPherson is the name uh, they have on the thing. Yes. He, he just went uh, at length about, you know, the, sometimes the, um, this, the, 
relationship between fans and and um, critics and how sometimes you can't, you know, how how they can sometimes be in disagreement with each other. But it was a really interesting discussion. And the moderator himself, whose name is JP, he he was in on the discussion as well, the actual host. But I found that a really well done and, that, and worth listening to, uh, worth listening to, not as anime centric, but a good listen anyway. And then there was, well, at the end, near the end, before um, we started to set up for the taping here, there, they, there was a panel about anime that takes place where the characters are post high school characters. So it was just that beyond anime high school, anime, anime high school, for anime for grownups. And the guy, and they ended up listing. Uh, Boko like, Sachi was the handle one, two, for three. that. Film. Yep. One, two, three. Four. I only caught a about very ten... tiny bit, but one of the ones he mentioned, I think I might have mentioned to you, Mike, is Space Brothers. That is a Space good one. Brothers you was watch the on second Crunch, one mentioned. Roll. Yeah, no, most of them are on Crunch. I know it's 99 episodes, but it's for all yeah. 99. Yeah. And, and then Nana. the problem is then Space you have Brothers to go was... to uh, the manga to get the rest mm-hmm. of the story. So. Did they talk about Nana? No, Nana wasn't mentioned in this. Although, uh, uh, although um, that's, that's not bad. I, that's not a bad choice either. That would fit. That would probably fit for other for in its own way in this list. But they they went through ten ten anime and maybe we'll put that up, maybe, or maybe you can go uh, see them. Um, girl, uh, girlish numbers, Space Brothers, Moyashimon, Golden Golden oh, okay. Kamoi. Wait, Moyashimon. Hmm. That happens in a college, though, doesn't it? Um, post high school, beyond high beyond school, high school. So. Oh, fair enough. Uh, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, um, mm. Legend of Black Heaven. Ooh, that's going. Oh, that's wow. that's going old. School. Oh, yeah, he went. He went old school for yeah. that one. Did he? Well, I think what was it? It's on Crunchyroll and Discotech Rescue. That one. Yeah. Uh, Kaiji uh, and Ton- and Tonegawa Middle Management Blues. Show again. I notice a lack of. Uh, there's a lack of Jose. I know. In that list, I know. I, I see where you're going. Hunting Clover would have been nice. Maybe. Uh, show a, um... That would have tied in nice because it's coming out right now, right? So mm-hmm. Yeah. And it has the proper subtitles this time, unlike Viz's. Oh, that's... Wait. Oh, yeah. It was, uh, it was family name order, remember? Actually, so. this title actually had my attention. Showa Genroku Rakugo Shinju. Oh, that, that one. That looked interesting. From my... It's a good show from what I've heard. Yeah, that sounded interesting. Uh, Kaiba and Astro Fire Sunred, which is not available. <laughs> that, is not that, that, that is an old one. That is an old Sentai. It's only a fan sub. <laughs> That's what he said about it. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah. But it's still known. That was a good. Like, as I said, I, 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 let's just say I, I came away thinking well of the whole thing, actually, which I guess comes to my own take on the convention, and which was. For something that was um, organized within roughly a month, so far it isn't. Uh, you take it for what it is, and you don't try. Like you don't go. You don't go in thinking that you're going to see a TED presentation for each of these panels, which you didn't, by the way. All you ended up seeing was more of a, more or less a static screen with the odd uh, with the odd PowerPoint screen with the odd PowerPoints in a corner. And uh, you can tell there was thought put into it, stuff like that. They said they put on a call and. They were surprised by how many yeah. they got, and it wasn't just people from the U.S. They got international, and they tried their best to find, I guess, okay, this is how many we can do, but mm-hmm. what's the best mix? And so far, it's been an intriguing mix. Yeah, and then 
what happened was, and this is sort of something that stuck out to me in the um, opening ceremonies. First of all, the host is by uh, goes by the name JP, um, and he's the and guy he's there you, for each panel too. Right? Yeah, because so he, that's he's, interesting. He's kind of like a moderator and like a sounding board, basically and doing some the of the PowerPoint, the moving guy. it along for them. Yeah, he's basically the host and the lead lead uh, lead tech guy for that because he's taken the powerpoints and that's why you hear you have the coordination of having to do the switch to the powerpoints sound guy to make sure they're coming through and all that stuff to everybody else that guy uh, uh, jp sounds like he's been quite the workhorse the entire time thus far but it's his opening remarks that caught my attention because he, he also spoke he was also speaking like he's the guy he's the guy he's the guy at the, at the center of this he said with all of the conventions that have ha uh, that have been canceled, there is missed opportunities for everybody who would have been involved with them. Missed opportunities mm -hmm. for the fans, missed opportunities for cosplayers to show off, missed opportunities for artist alleys and and um, and vendors to tr to show off their wares, maybe make a couple dollars. They've lost their sources of income, their possible mm -hmm. sources of income, which were which are precarious to start. Oh, yeah. Cons are and, huge money makers for Artist Alley and for and those dealers. Those chances are not Some there. of those probably might have relied on Diamond, too, remember, because Diamond deals with them just as much as comic oh. book stores. Yeah. The pop shops, and they were down for the basically a month, and they might get back up hopefully at the end of the month. But a lot of them were dealing with people that had their pull lists and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So And saying, please come get stuff, and we'll try to do curbside pickup, which and, has become the thing. Yeah, he said he he wanted to fill that void. That's why he wanted to do this. So he the, when they put out the call, you know, maybe it's not much, but maybe they uh, everybody who comes in won't be able to make much, but they get there. They need get some much needed exposure and goodwill for going forward. Um, whatever vendors, I think there's only half a dozen, but at least they get their names out there. They got curiosity and can make a couple connections. Same with the people who did the artist alley. Now, as I said. Um, the layout was a little bit fractious because um, they they actually made the joke about this being about the lack of hotels because if they if you want to use the whole convention venue as a metaphor, a convention venue convention setup as a whole metaphor, um, the Twitch and YouTube streams are the panel rooms, the Discord because this was on Discord as well. Discord was basically the rest of the hotel, so that's where. That's where um the pan that's where the artist alley and and vendors were and if you had to talk to con ops they had uh, chat lines there it, basically it's all chat lines and and then if you want to promote something um, like a, a blog or a podcast which I did uh, <laughs> you can do that as well actually and there and there have been some well known names who have been perusing there. Um, you mentioned you mentioned the guys who, from Ireland. They do do a podcast. Um, Surat's been chatting chatting up a storm in there in both the Twitch streams and on Discord. And Mike Tool, much the same. No, Mike Tool has no, a reason. He'll be, he'll be, he, I think he's talking on Sunday. So, yeah, the Disco yeah. Tech, him and Justin Savakis, mm -hmm. and then Brady Hotel. So. so you're seeing some names who are perusing that area. But as I said, JP caught my attention with some of the stuff he said at the very beginning. He also said, in these times, yes, we're not in it for the money. But you mill probably would want to donate right, to something, right? We're not going to ask you to donate to anybody in particular. If you have money to donate, 
They have money to give. Keep it home. Keep it at home. Donate to your local charities. Or if you must insist on doing it here, help out our vendors. Help out our um, help out people by purchasing items at the uh, with the vendors in the artist alley. And it was that op- that mm-hmm. his opening words that kind of struck with me. And I understand where he was coming from. I under- I really respected what he said in all of that in that opening speech. So. So for um, that's why I want to give this a bre- uh, like cut a lot of slack for this because this is like uncharted territory right now. And as I said, it may set a blueprint mm-hmm. for the way these things are, the way things will have to be handled in the next little while in this quote unquote brave new world. And we're hearing rumors now. What is? Are any of the other well-known conventions planning something on uh, some sort of programming online now? Am I hearing something like that? Are we hearing like um, co- uh, like San Diego Comic Con or Anime North? I wouldn't or- uh, be surprised. Or sometimes they might use stuff they've had maybe from previous years. Because wasn't it uh, Lollapalooza and stuff like that? Did like a stream everyone could watch? And it was previous Lollapaloozas and stuff like that that they were streaming footage and stuff like that for free. So mm-hmm. that instead of having the event, they basically had all the other events, and people seemed to I'm, really. I mean, you're seeing all that. So I could see the, a part of that and then new stuff depending on if they have the tech capabilities and that's a part of it because we have seen it before but they have been live on location and stuff like that and they have more control and stuff like that whereas this there's a little less control because they're in very different geographical areas sometimes even you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. and then to that well you're hearing virtual concerts and talk shows taking place remotely like episodes of, of late night talk shows and, you know, the view and the social, those, those, uh, afternoon talk shows, they're taking place virtually concerts, same thing. Essentially this, essentially that trend has happened here with at least an anime convention and it could happen again. We're seeing it again with movies too. Well, actually let's touch on that in a couple seconds. Oh, watch parties and that watch parties, what have you, um, over, well, overwatch is now strictly played online. We were taught that we've talked about that. Let's not talk any more about that at least tonight. I, I just don't know how that works with video games because you talk about all the people worried about lag and input and all well, that they, they stuff. To, and you just add so many. The teams have to play in the same vicinity in the same region so that they can play on the same server without the lag issue, uh, without the lag worries. Just imagine if you had to play real sports like that, mm, like hit the I baseball know. to the next uh, country over. Well, state been, over. I'm sure there's been jokes about that. As I said, because of that, the um, Overwatch League presently is kind of divided. Thirteen team, thirteen of the twenty teams are in North America. Have their have set up bases in North America. The remaining seven are actually in Korea. So, uh, and the, and the and the league matches are all playing against each other in those in those clusters. Anyway, that's another story altogether. Um, and then there's Evo too, and that'll be interesting to see how that goes on mm-hmm. too. No, well, as I said, didn't they cancel Evo? They did cancel Evo, but they're doing some sort of online thing or somehow they're going to do it, but I'm not sure how they're going to take into account, of course, as we talk about lag and latency and all that stuff. Okay. If they do decide to do something, or it's not going to be quite the same as what it was. Hmm. You know it's going to happen to somebody. Let's give a last thought, though. <laughs> Evo. Well, I mean, well, tell me about it later. I mean... Okay, so before we um, finish up tonight, let's uh, talk a little bit about some of the ways that people could be handling this. Streaming. 
not necessarily in the Netflix, in the mainstream senses that we know uh, for both anime and just generally speaking, like Netflix or um, Crunchyroll, Funimation, here in Canada, Crave and Amazon, Amazon Prime, but just other means by which people have been able to see movies. Uh, there's been this controversy surrounding um, Trolls World Tour and, the, and premium um, video on demands. Okay, do you want to say something? Starring I saw you sh- shake your head. Is there something you want to mention concerning um, concerning that? Uh, because I know that's been a big issue the last over the last week. It's it's just like the the, the escalation from we released this movie because of the pandemic and we had to to you know no longer allowed to show your movies in our movie theaters. Oh, I, I, th- I thought that was a little deep. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's like it's like if you're not invited to someone's party one time, you don't then just it's just it's just too much. Do you think? Um, well, first of all, do you think AMC is being a bit childish in this scenario? Hundred percent. Okay, thank 100%. you. Thank you. I mean, we have no idea what the movie landscape is going to be like in a year's time, give or take. But by by preemptively saying Universal can't show movie, like Universal has the Fast and Furious series coming out next year, they have major multi-billion dollar blockbusters that are going to come out. If a movie theater is saying it's going to be all like, nah, you know what? We don't want your, your money anymore. You, you guys are allowed to... I mean, come on. Well, the thing They're is... shoot themselves in the foot. Maybe, and, and, exactly, maybe, exactly. The, and maybe the... Or like you shot yourself in the face the with studios, a shotgun. But the, and the studios are... Re- and the sad part is, I'm not certain they're in a position of power. The studios are willing to go that route if forced at least right like, like right now as it stands the studios have all the power if i'm if i'm a movie theater chain or a movie theater at all i would be doing whatever i can to to carry favor with whoever possible because like you saw the success of trolls too that just means that it's doable it's possible i mean yeah the precedent has been set exactly exactly so you saw that Cineplex here has obviously pivoted and stuff like that because remember they had their online stuff and so they've definitely they've pivoted to, even more to go with their little, online stuff and yeah. things like that. They've had to go a little. Oh, bit I know more they're still sense. in big trouble because remember they were in the middle of a takeover and they had to meet certain financial uh, goalposts and stuff like that, and that's been put mm-hmm. all out of whack and stuff like that. And they also had to be go through some government regulation that's been put all out of whack and stuff like that. Yeah. I see. Who knows what's going to happen to Cineplex? Well, well, first of all, that's another question altogether. We have to get out of where we are first. That all said, anime-wise, this is, and I want to get uh, give a final thought in terms of the anime stuff. Movies have been showing on YouTube. I mean, over the last couple, last week or so, I think um, Eva, the Eva Rebuild movies were on YouTube, although. Um, it was really only a benefit if you knew if you were a native Japanese uh, speaker because um, any translations were loose at best. And I think um, some Otomo movies were also being streamed. Uh, somebody correct me if I'm if I'm wrong on that. But there's been some options to see uh, to see anime not through tra- not through the traditional means and some interesting actually interesting titles. Um, we mentioned uh, Kevin and I mentioned last night or. Um, well, we didn't mention to every uh, anyone out there, but over the last week, the um, Japan Foundation here in Toronto, in association with the JCCC, have been have offered a free screening of um, Napping Princess, the uh, 2017 feature. 2017, right? 
think it was 2017. Uh, that was another one of G Kids yes, ones too, G- because G Kids has done a few of their non Ghibli stuff and have put them out to different streaming things and stuff like that and different events and stuff like that. I've seen it for that one. Oko's in. Um, what was that other one? There was another one in Penguin Ghibli. Highway. Penguin Highway Not was Penguin offered. Highway, that- Penguin Highway was offered last night. Oh, Penguin yes, Highway. only twenty four okay. hours. And. Uh, they were also charging five bucks for that one too. Yes, whereas um, whereas uh, Napping Princess was for free actually for one mm-hmm. week. Whereas in the case of whereas in the case of uh, Penguin Highway, it was just for just yesterday, only yesterday, really. And I know they definitely pivoted too. It's like if you're looking at the non-free ones. Remember we talked about Promary and stuff like that, and they were going to do. That's a weird one because they were going to do another in theater event and stuff like that for that mm-hmm. kick off thrown out. And then to celebrate the digital release instead, they said, okay, anyone who has bought our digital release, which is happening before the physical next month, for, well, not next month, this month, basically, they were going to do a streaming party for all those who owned it and they were going to have some of the English voice actors. So supposedly that was an interesting event and stuff well, like that. It, it does interesting le- way to promote it. Yes. Well, it does lead me to one other alternative and this is not to be, and this may sound dickish because it is a free alternative to have seen a lot of these. Um, well, certainly, um, certainly uh, sleeping princess and penguin highway. Those are G kids movies. Those are, um, well, Penguin Highway was offered for five for a five dollar donation to the JCCC, and I, and which came and went. But certain parts of the G Kids Library are also available, literally on in a library. Um, well, digitally on a li- uh, at your public library through Hoopla. If you have a if you have a if you have a, um, a library card, you can tie that to Hoopla Hoopla digital account because a lot of the libraries use that service. And you might be able to you might be able to at least watch a stream of the of certainly um uh Penguin Highway and Sleeping Princess those were listed on the Hoopla website to be able to watch a uh to borrow the uh, movie for uh, for seventy two hours to watch which was intri- which I found kind of intriguing and yes Promare is actually listed on Hoopla so people you can actually watch that assuming you have a library card that you can that. Who, a library card with a library that ha, that ha, is signed on to the Hoopla service. The thing about Hoopla uh, is it's free for any of us as a user, but I think they charge the library. And because of that, the library limits the number of um, loans you can make on, on Hoopla per month. In the case of a Toronto Public Library, a Hoopla, a Hoopla member uh, access with a Toronto Public Library card you only get eight, eight uh, loans a month, and I presume something like that will. Um, and I looked at, we were, I was looking up uh, the Mississauga Library; they're on Hoopla as well. But I presume you'll have limited a uh, limited number of loans as well if you want to use it. And there's some interesting movies already on that. If you're a big, um, if you're a fan of Donnie Yen's portrayal of Ip Man, um, yes, all yes, the three original three Ip Man movies are there. And recently, they added the fourth one, which has only been out a, which was out a few months ago. And I think it's the first one of the first places to be able to see it digitally in North America. So um, that's there in, on, on Hoopla Digital. So there's 
one final option that um, I'm not totally sure how many would know about that. About that. And it, looking at the library, it's an interesting library. A lot of mainstream movies, a lot of art house movies, a lot of foreign films that wouldn't, you wouldn't easily see. And that might be worth a look-see for anybody, well, whatever number of people will actually hear this. But there's a personal suggestion uh, from me. But you Actually, have a thought? They've been opening up the vaults, as they say, right? Well, what do you think? I mean, I, I thought, I, I haven't watched anything on Hoopla yet, but uh, I, I'm going to save, I'm probably going to watch it, man. I, it, because I was a fan of the, of the movies. Have you seen it? I'm all for free legal. Hmm? It's free legal. I'm always up for free legal. It's a free legal. Stuff. That's the thing. I don't know how good the service actually is, but um, hey, free legal, right? So yeah, as long as you can get up here in Canada, because you never know, right? Right. Well, that's like about all those geo blocking or geo restrictions. Mm-hmm. Uh... Okay. Well, anyway, that's uh, my thought, and I think we're almost done because we've been sitting here, sitting here recording for more than two hours now. I think. Time has just flown by. Time, well, so has so has uh, so has the seven weeks uh, in quarantine or lockdown or Wait, whatever. I thought we had been oh, you... forty-two weeks. Hmm. Sorry, Kevin. You know, you know, it was nice though. Uh, so uh, two or three weeks ago, uh, Faku was offering two weeks free. Didn't they and... offer another week free and they extended it and they killed their site the first day? And of oh, course there's, jokes, there's punchlines here, aren't, aren't there? Actually, they, they well, got reamed. you know what? I Actually, feel they like they wasn't, wasn't Pornhub doing that because Pornhub always does stupid, well, that's kind of like silly things like that. That's kind of like, yeah, a- they, they did, and they they do it occasionally too, where they do free weekends or whatever. I think it's Actually, like the yes, I've just outed myself, but in any case, well, but yeah, I don't they think do that occasionally. ever done that before, Let's, has they? Actually, we can we're going to talk about this a little bit more at length. I think in the next episode, what Pornhub? Um, <laughs> just generally speaking, like all the all the little offers that have happened in the in the whole um, that that have happened in the during the whole virus pandemic. Yeah, because I was going to say, like, Mike, we're not that kind of podcast. No, but we make fun of it a lot. Here's the and thought. remember, Here's don't the forget, uh, Kevin, you can't just see that on uh, Faka. You can buy their skateboards and stuff like that that are very respectable, or you can buy the great stuff from Dempa. <laughs> well, let, let's talk a little. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's save this, because I know there's other stuff we want to talk about, but we know we have to save that for a future episode. But hey, if the House of Commons here in, um, in Canada can use Zoom. Oh, God. As long as it remembers to hit the unmute button. Suppose that I was reading least, an article least, no, about least, that, about people were judging their backgrounds and stuff like that, and, and what and, was going on. And there were some interesting questions. I know, like I know. one person had a drape or whatever for privacy, and they said, that doesn't look good. It looks oh, like you're probably hiding a dead body behind you. And somebody had the green screen. Or you have something to hide. Why not just turn your virtual background? I mean, I feel like you're in Zoom anyways. Just turn it off. Well, yeah, I know. And you're si- you're still sitting inside uh, Seinfeld's apartment. I can tell. I mean, you know, well, Mohammed. Kramer's over there. I think no one used oh. any of those Zoom uh, backgrounds. Well, actually, one guy used a green screen in yeah, the house. Yeah. They oh, said really? that's oh, just asking for someone to screw with you. Yeah, there was somebody with because, green screen. Because, like, knowing how old most of those people are most of mps right i i don't think they would have been able to have figured it out anyway 
Nabdi Bain seemed like he was going all in there. Oh, like, well, with that yeah. painting behind him. Like, I think he's just like, I'm going to show everyone up. And now we're just Nabdi wondering Bain's. about him. But if you're the minister of innovation, you should know a little bit more. It's like, I'm just trying as, to think. It's like, well, it's, which I mean, which one is he in the picture of all the turbans? Because, like, they're multicolored. It's, like, crazy, that picture. Oh, my goodness. That it, it was sad. Like, but he, you're right. He uh, Go to the, your point. Sort of knows he sort of knows what he's doing. It's uh, like in Japan, we had there was once a recently a um, technology minister who admitted he didn't own a computer and didn't know how to use it. And they were <sighs> talking about that with telecommuting and stuff like that, where a lot of them don't have PCs that can actually do what we're doing right here and don't understand it. Like the best way they said they could get these people to telecommute is through their phones. Their phones are more powerful and better than some of what they have on computers. But because remember, space is another thing too. But having the computer is still a good thing in many respects too. Agreed. So as I said, this is our first episode on Zoom. Or let's see how the editing goes on me. Hopefully, well, I got time to do it. I suppose. So I'll try to get it. Good thing is we didn't get Zoom bombed either, right? Well, yeah, I'm sort of disappointed actually. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, my my sentiments exactly, Mo. Because we understand the technology. I know everyone is still trying to figure that one out too, right? Mm-hmm. Well, as I said, it was nice to do this episode, like to finally do a regular episode again and to actually do this online because um, we've been wanting to do uh, something online. But it also means that maybe we can churn out a couple, uh, another the next episode in relatively short order, certainly not a month down the road or a month and a half. I think that was the case between this episode and, well, the uh, episode 17 that we'd rather not talk about well, too much longer. Well, uh, what the hell did we know back then? The hell my, did we know? Between this my, and the next episode, we're going to set a land speed record, huh? Nah, I, think, well, I think we could, uh, maybe we can go at least do the next episode within a, within a week or two. Sometimes having a shoot the shit episode is fine. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, well, that's, that's been the story of the, of the, uh, of version two up until this point, I think. But, um, opening up this, uh, opening up the online door will open up hopefully a few more possibilities. So hopefully in time we can take advantage of it. And as I said, finally, we're in the 2010s as well. I guess that's it though. I think, as I said, we've been what more than two hours already. We need to sleep. I, I do want, uh, I, I mean, I, I don't know who would finish first, us or um, Anime Lockdown. I think uh, Lockdown finished first before we did tonight. Uh, There should still be a panel going on right now. Uh, somebody check nope, out. Horror and Pokemon Until what just time? started. Oh, it just started? It just started. It's going from 12.30 to 1.30. Oh, God, who would have thunk? Okay, cool. Well, maybe I'll check uh, check that out, or maybe I'll just... Uh, start uh start the editing because heavens knows this will take a little while uh is anybody else looking forward to any specific panels tomorrow over the next two days oh yeah i guess going yeah. back to um lockdown well i think uh, d- i think for most people it's the discotheque on sunday it's the di- it's the discotheque oh. panel on sunday i mean the voice actors i've always taken an interest in, a personal interest in i mean I- i've mentioned that before so um Somebody's so Herbert uh, and uh, Herbert. Yeah. Kyle Herbert goes at three thirty. Mm-hmm. Veronica Taylor goes at five p.m. tomorrow. Online. No point in putting a putting a a link because by the time that by the time we put 
this episode up, chances are good possibility that anime lockdown will be over. I don't know, Mike. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I'm looking forward to... Uh, I might try and check out Anime Burger Time because chances are that's Evan Minto's panel. And I uh, might check out the Real Robot panel too okay. to see if that's any good. On top of going to the discotheque panel. Well, the voice actors uh, will have my attention for sure. And um, yeah, I might, I might. As I said, re- I might go see our Bronca Taylors too. As I said, reading some of this, like reading some of the titles of these panels, they would have a handful of them. Certainly Just to let fit. you know, Kevin, that is Evan Minto's panel. If you go to the uh, descriptions, okay. Mm. As I said, uh, reading the um, the list of these panels, uh, they could have fit at Anime North easily. So um, something to look forward to. And uh, as I said, let's see how uh, we handle the Brave New World. Next time, I think, when we, uh, when we gather, when the roundtable here gathers virtually, let's talk a little bit more about the stuff we have been, uh, a little bit more about uh, some of the stuff we've been watching. I'll, I'll certainly talk at the very least about the um, books that I've, the books and the shows that I've actually watched, because uh, I want to get, uh, I want to elicit a few reactions just uh, and thoughts of mm-hmm. everything we've all been a little bit more on the stuff we've been reading and watching. Yeah, I might go through over, I might want to go over some of the panels I had attended as well yeah, you, in you, the next maybe two days. A, a follow up on, uh, on the, on the latter parts of, uh, of lockdown, right. Of anime lockdown. Yeah. And I, I to, for me, I want to actually watch a couple more shows uh, since I, since um, I've gotten a few more suggestions, I actually want to read, um, Otokoi, uh, see Otokoi since um, that's on. Otokoi is great. That's on. Uh, that's on Amazon, and I have access to Amazon. I haven't had a chance to watch that yet, but I, as I said, I finished up a, I finished up a, a light novel too, and I want to talk a little bit about. Yeah, and Otokoi, like yeah, to read a light the, novel uh, after manga novel. as well. Huh? Which one? Oto- yeah. Yeah, I'm reading the manga right now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I wanna... like it's an omnibus, and it's great. And it should be in the library too. I can't remember if they have the digital one or not because yeah, they. Really I have to, that you know, I, I for me it's just no. Well, let's see, it'll, uh, anything to get me uh, going, and then. But that one, the anime is just so on point stuff like that. Just them, just playing Mario Kart that one scene. Oh my goodness! Well, <laughs> just <laughs> oh, I actually it. don't know about this. Okay, let, I don't think I know about this. Let, let's uh, talk about that later on. Uh, let's talk about that in uh, in coming weeks. Okay, I think we got we got a chance. Anyway, uh, like I said, uh, maybe we should learn a little bit more. See, uh, uh, watch, and observe what else happens in the next little while. Heavens knows, for many of us, we well, at least I'm sure I certainly have the time, and I guess you guys have a little bit more too, uh, so, uh, to some to various degrees. Hang in there, James. I know it's busy for you at work. Anyway, I guess that's it. I guess so. I guess so. Anything else you want to add before we say goodnight? Um, uh, no, I, it was pretty much just me wanting to bring up Faku, but that was otherwise it. As I said, there's a punchline there. there trust me, it's not just there. It's not just there. Oh, the time the is long gone there, there. Uh, literally and figuratively, as they say. The punchline isn't Japan just there. now. And I think we'll uh, stick around for the punchlines next time. The time had come, and so did I. <laughs> <laughs> Good night from Toronto. Join us again for another edition of the Anime Roundtable. <laughs>